Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of the Repurpose Podcast. Hello, Aaron. Good morning, Mr. Angel. How the hell are you? Good. Double Aaron. I'm good. I'm good. We're um it, we launched um last week was our second week in um, our Repurpose community, and we introduced our first series called the Mumble Phase. Thanks mm. to some of the conversations you and I had on this very podcast. Yep. Yeah, I love um, it. And the, the mumble phase, just for if you haven't gone back to listen, the mumble phase refers to uh, something I read that John Mayer said, the guitar player said about the creative process. And then the beginning of creating a song is what he considers the mumble phase, where he just mumbles lyrics until those lyrics turn into, you know, he mumbles sounds until those sounds turn into words and the words begin to connect into sentences lyrics choruses verses like that um and it's just the mumble phase where you're just in there making sounds to go with the music not with and i love the idea as i'm speaking and i'm like god that is such Mm -hmm. a cool idea but then um i think where i want to start where where we want to start this conversation today yeah is just grounding ourselves in why would we have this conversation? Yeah. I mean, why are we as uh, this is the thing I, and I keep going back to it. I mean, I literally keep asking myself, why am I spending time? I mean, two, three hours a week right now on Mm -hmm. thinking about what I'm creating. I mean, I'm a realtor, but what is there to create? I do Legion. I do Fizbos. I do expireds. I talk to my sphere. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is, what are you talking about? What my game is, what my life is for, what my calling is, what my true, why are we having that conversation? And so, I mean, it immediately shows up like who the hell would have this conversation, right? Why would anyone be interested in it? And then, I mean, that, that's why we're having the conversation, frankly, because you and I got started, I don't know, whatever it was a year ago, two years ago, having a conversation like, shit, nobody is talking about this. Yeah. You go to Inman or you go to any of the conferences and maybe they, there's a Ted talkie, yep. your big why, you know, Simon Sinek, or maybe this, uh, the um, keynote mm. will be Tony Robbins or someone who's inspirational. aspirational and it'll point you in that direction, but no one's the problem with this, the work that we're doing, the problem I have about it is it's hard. It hurts. Thinking hurts. Mm. It hurts. It's like, it takes a, a, it's one thing to sit and listen to someone speak and get inspired. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's another thing to actually figure out and do the work to have that inspiration give you your actions mm-hmm. and give you a life that's consistent with that, which inspired you. Yeah. And I think people just wind up at the end of the day, like, is this it? That's why people wind up like, is this it? I mean, am I really just slinging houses? Yeah. I mean, yeah. raising my family, you know, it's a very local response, right? Localized response. I take care of my family. Okay. I, I, I God, I just, I hear yeah, the yeah. derision in my voice about that. I don't mean it to be derisive of course, or, or contemptuous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, back to contempt. It's not, I mean, yeah. it's a, it is a perfectly valid way to go. 
is that I, this is a job. My job is over there on my left and I, my family's over here on my right. And I use my job to fund my family. And those, the job doesn't need to be fulfilling for me. It needs to pay the bills. Yeah. And that's a perfectly valid. Yeah. It's, it's just not what this is. This yeah. is, I don't want to have a job that doesn't fulfill me. And I don't know why I would have to have a job that, I don't know why I would have to have a job that doesn't fulfill me to pay the bills. Yeah, I have both. Right. And I think that's why we exist is to have both. I don't know. That was a rather long intro to what why I wanted to start there. Yeah. I mean, a couple of thoughts that are there for me. One is, uh, we've said this multiple times, but people like us do things like this, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's not everybody that wants to think about what is my life for. They are fine going to work making the money, pay the bills. That's, and that's enough. That's cool. And then there are others like me, I think like you, who there have, there's this other conversation that happens. And it's part of the reason we get inspired by a keynote that asks us what our why is. We go, oh my God, I got a glimpse of another possibility. Right. There's something else here. And it, it inspired my heart. And I thought, yeah, that, I want that. I want that. And it's the whole exploring contrast. Like you explore enough of what you don't want in order to go like, I want that. And keynotes are a great example of that because they totally, you know, pump you up for something, not this, something different than this. Right. And, and, and somehow that seed, once it's planted, won't leave you alone. And so anything less than that thing that inspired you feels like you're selling out. Well, except... That's good, Chris. I think that's true. And it feels like you're selling out for however long it does. And the back to the force field, culturally, where we live is yeah. everything else, everything else, every structure, every conversation, every every other workshop at that conference yeah. where you just got inspired, every other workshop is about how to sell more FISBOs. Every other workshop is about another form of lead gen. None of it is, okay, now that you're inspired by this future, yeah. you know, now that you yeah. are, your life is to have people experience agency in their life or that you're out to have leaders lead or you are out to have your, none of it is designed to have you just to, to bring forth your personal calling. Yeah. Maybe you heard the possibility of a future. Great. But none of it is organized to have pull it out of you and and given that even less of it mm-hmm. if it's possible of less than none is organized to have if you did have something that spoke to you how to have that expressed in your business <laughs> right in GCI yeah and, and in your and your in your actions yeah right in, and then have the actions produced the GCI and fulfill what you're up to mm-hmm. right. none of it is engaged in that and i think part of that is i mean first of all i, I a big part of it is that it hurts. It's painful. It's going to the gym. It takes, you know, it's back to, yeah. you know, that the um, right. chess masters use 6,000 calories at a tournament because the mental energy mm-hmm. that it takes to, to be in a chess tournament burns 6,000 calories. No one thinks about that. Wow. And that we're physically physically adaptive, physically, like biologically adapted to avoid that kind of thinking. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. We're, we're not, we are specifically, we're, it's not like we're not designed to do that thinking. We're designed to not do that thinking. Mm-hmm. We're designed to, have, that's, you know, thinking fast, thinking slow 101 is that you, your system one thinking, you're, you are designed to avoid using that machine. It burns calories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it takes effort. Your, your body's job is to avoid doing that. So we make quick decisions that look like they're going to, I can get us what we want right now, which is, right. all right, how do I sell six more Fizbos? What's, what's the new <laughs> script? Yeah. What's the script that I can use to sell those Fizbos? Because that's the important part. Let me get right to let's eat mm. and, uh, you know, survival versus living fulfilled life. Those are really radically different. And your brain is designed to have you survive. It doesn't, right. It's, it's capable of having you live a fulfilled life. It's just not designed to have you do that. Um, hmm. so why it's would a, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. well, it's interesting to me that we, 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 we put innovation on a pedestal, you know, we're like, let's be disruptors. Let's innovate something. Let's be early adopters. Let's, ch- let's create change. You know, let's be the change we want to see in the world. And we're that all of that is very inspiring. And to me, it all requires level one thinking. Like it all, it would all very much require you to think how to do something different than what this is, whatever, whatever system you're currently stuck in, it would, you would require you think differently, which we're equipped for you. Like, but to your point, we're just not, we're wired for survival and, and conserving resources rather than, you know, burning calories and thinking how to do something different. Uh, Yeah, exactly. And that's why Steve jobs and Elon Musk and whoever else it's, first of all, it's why they show up as aspirational. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the political implications of any of it, and uh, if someone stands out and, uh, and produces something that's radically di- outside the current domain, yeah. enough to, out of the domain that it stands out, we think that's sort of like that person is uh, uh, aspirational. Like, look what they did. Like, look at that. They thought differently, at, but the important part is that they put in the effort. Yeah. No one, no one stumbles into that. Right. Nobody stumbles into that. And uh, they put in the effort to keep it alive, right? Now, yep. we're talking about something that's different than building a better, you know, way to listen to music. Right. Again, not derisive or, or um, what's the word? Contemptuous, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just something different, like what would, you know, how would I, this is legacy. This is the legacy. God. What is my life for? What is the, yeah, right. what's the purpose that I'm out to fulfill? And how do I have that purpose be expressed in my actions and in what I'm up to? And that's the purpose of the, so super long intro to what we're going to deliver tomorrow to the workshop, to the community. But right. I think it's really important that we stay grounded in that because every single other um impulse both personally like internally and the signals we get from the external world the the, what the world is calling for none of that is about clearly distinguishing delineating our personal vision for the world and then how to implement or have your actions be consistent with fulfilling that mm-hmm. nothing calls for nobody's calling for that yeah everything's it's yep. 
And things are, in fact, I think it's, I think it's true. Let's see. I think it's a true statement to say things are pulling away from that. Mm-hmm. Everything is geared at more and more things. In, at the Everything that we have signals and the, I'm thinking of Rocket Mortgage is my favorite go-to villain in the story, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the people listening as real estate agents can appreciate this, I think, I hope you know, the, the idea that you're going to take the most expensive, most impactful, most complex, least performed transaction of your entire life and try and get it down to as simple as ordering an Uber is just a fucked up value proposition. It's just, it, it doesn't, it's just a fucked up value proposition. It's just, there's no, nobody wins in that except the people that made the app. And, um, you know, there's no calling to slow down. And this is this is very much a, a conversation for people who are ready to step outside the stream of rushing right. to the next result and slow down. Yeah. And bring some presence yeah. and some awareness to what they're building. And the yeah, so I yeah. think that's I think that it's got it. We got to keep creating that because without creating it, it doesn't exist. That's my sense of that. I heard years ago um, that um, events create inspiration, but it's processes that create transformation. Like you could go to a um, a conference and be inspired by the keynote speaker who said a thing. And you're like, you know what? I, I am tired of selling out or I'm t- tired of this. I'm going to do this with my life. I'm going to do this. And then it's pretty predictable that we're going to go back to the way it was. But that's because most of us don't go back to a process that holds the space for the transformation. We go back to the process right. that we were pre-existing in. We go back to the gravitational pull of the the way it's been and you know i've done a lot of this kind of work with people um where i'm standing in the gap for who they say they want to be and what they want to do while they wrestle with all the things they don't know about it they 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 wrestle with the mumble phase of trying to iter- iterate and get momentum with this thing they feel called to and yeah. it always i can say always in this case like 100% of the time for the people i've worked with always takes longer than they think it takes longer than they want they often get um disappointed in no results and so they quit only to get inspired next year at the keynote speaker and be like why did i quit i guess i'll do it again and it's this this thing repeats itself and i think the reason you and i are coming up with community as a as a space as an answer as a response to that phenomenon is that it's walking each other home in as we mumble through the thing we feel and that we want to do with our life that is to me the i'll say the only hope i mean are there i'm sure there are other ways to do that but to do it together for me to look at my work and mumble through it and you for you to look at your important work and life's work and mumble through it and for us to do that together separate we've said use this picture before but it creates a different orbit that we get to circle in that isn't the gravitational pull of the industry in the way life is yeah yeah that's right I, and it's it's it, you know to a 
certain extent, it's staking a claim in un, yeah. in unmarked territory. And um, that what you said about the process, uh, and it's not. This is good. This is I'm stealing now from uh, that the autonomy course that I'm doing is. Um, it's real. It, it's an evolutionary change. You know, people want people are enamored with an instant transformation. Yeah, they would love an instant transformation. I would love to lose weight without, you know, yep. right away without stopping my eating habits. Yeah. Um. You know, without altering my eating habits, I would like to very much just eat ice cream and lose weight. Yeah. Right. Um, and I can hear Esther Hicks going, "Well, you can. You just have to believe it." That is that is a bridge too far, lady. I'm not. <laughs> it's of all the things I can't believe, that's the one I choose to die yeah. the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah. Especially because that would be the most pleasant hill to live on, was the eating ice cream, losing weight hill. Um, wow, that was a digression. Um, but there's an evolution that's necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, an iteration. And, you know, when things evolved, we didn't go from the sea to we didn't go from a single cell to the space shuttle. <laughs> it wasn't right. It wasn't a transformation. It yeah. wasn't okay. Now you're human. It was eons and ages of yeah. Yeah. development and of iteration, and that's where people lose their steam. And that's the purpose of community. Yeah, and people that are doing it with you, so that you actually can see around you. This it is what I'm dealing with is consistent with what there is to deal with. I have other people to pull me up the hill when. I pull someone else up at the hill. I get something that I didn't get before I pulled. That's the power of community. And I think there's other than this, you know, where do people go, you know, that they can get their, you know, someone's got their back and is creating something from them, yeah. you know? Right. Um, so that, I think that's the, <clears throat> that reiterates and, and, um, Redistinguishes the space, and then there's, um, you know, the actual process of mumbling. And yeah. uh, I came up with one of my favorite metaphors for that space, and I hadn't made the connection between this thing and the mumbling phase, but it's it's right there, and that's um, Harold and the Purple Crayon, the book. Yeah, yeah, Harold and uh-huh. Purple yeah, Crayon. yeah. You you know that book, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I think we talked about it in last week's podcast, but oh, yeah, maybe we did. Okay. Did but we? You should say it again though. Cause okay. it's so good. Um, you know, the guy's just the little kid is just, you know, gets up in the middle of the night and he, you know, draws himself a ladder and gets himself out of the crib. And then he goes for a walk and he draws a city and the moon and a monster and then a dragon sleigh or whatever. And he draws himself a night. Anyway, he's just taking the crayon for a walk. Yeah. I always look at that. He's just, <laughs> Got the crayon. He's just going for a walk with the crayon, and he's seeing it as it's developing what it wants to. It's it's in my mind when he's doing it. He's seeing what it wants to develop, and he's mm. interacting with it like the crayon. I don't know that that's was the intention or is how the thing is actually written. It's how I was what I was left with about it. Yeah. Um, okay. And he's just cruising it for a walk and seeing where it goes. And I think there's a. Um, that's very much the mumble phase. It's very uh, 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 analogous to the mumble phase where you're just seeing where it wants to go, mm-hmm. seeing what the mumbling comes out as. And then it's, and you, I think one of the big things 
I think people talk about it like it takes courage, but I don't think that's, I, I don't know that that's the right, I don't know how much, I get, I mean, if it does, good, take courage to make a mistake, uh, uh, be willing to make mistakes. If that's something that you live in the world of that takes courage, good, then it's going to take some courage to, um, because that that world, I, I see, I, I'm more of the, um, world where mile what miles davis was talking about when he said you should yeah. don't have you don't worry about mistakes there are none that there are no mistakes that you can make in the mumble phase it's not possible yeah to make a mistake there's only what you just made and then what there is to do with what you just made you know harold drew a dragon now what there was to do was draw himself as a knight there's no mistakes that can be made you're just saying the next thing that's there, and that's going to then illuminate whatever there is next to say that you couldn't see until you did what you did. Yeah. And I think that's the important part when you're creating your true north, when you're creating your calling, what your life is for. If you're, you need to develop a willingness to live in a world that does where mistakes aren't possible. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think, I think the courage thing, there's two things that come up for me. I see if I can weed them together here, but the, 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 the courage thing to me is that there is a, it's scary to think about something other than how it is now. And, in, and in response to this, the scary part requires courage to entertain a different idea. Example, my mom, my dad was physically aggressive with my mom growing up. Mm. My dad was an alcoholic. Um, she had choices to make, you know, and the idea of considering something different, mm-hmm. divorce, or um, I remember she had one of those compact mirrors of makeup in the bathroom um, on the floor that where their bedroom was. And underneath it, she kept a key to the bedroom door to lock the door. And I always, she always said it's in case a a burglar gets in, but as I got older and I realized, you know, and I remembered some of the physical encounters they had, I, you know, what dawned on me was this wasn't there for robbers. Mm -hmm. This was there for her to lock us in her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And the idea of this is how my life is right now. And to consider something different um, is very scary and Mm -hmm. it would require courage to make some choices or to mumble through a different identity, a different role, a different house, a different life, a different something. And I, that's a pretty dramatic experience maybe, or example from what we're talking about with your career, but I don't know that the, you know, I, I think it can be just as scary to go. If I, if I give time away from the things that are keeping my family and my life stable, to go entertain hours a week to think about what my life's purpose is. That's inconvenient at best. And at worst, it takes me out of the things that have created a balance and a stability. Yeah. It's good. And it's even worse if you don't have the balance or stability Yeah, and you're taking time away from establishing that. Right. Which is yeah. one of the reasons why we started when we started, I remember we haven't talked about it in a while, but um, was this is for, agents that already have done a hundred deals. Yeah. Cause until then, what there really is appropriate, what's appropriate is 
go get your bag, you know, go head down. There isn't, you don't, and I don't know that that's true. So, I mean, that's where we were, that's where I was coming from and what we said, but I mean, if you, if you started out clear about what your purpose was yeah, and you built your business inside of that, yeah, from the get, Mm. would it, can't see how it's a down. I can't see the downside. I can see, right. you know, I can see the downside. Like, yeah, you know, agents are going to do what's more confronting: contemplating what my life is for, or cold calling fizzbos. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going to go for the sitting around contemplating what my life is for every time. Right. And I think that's, I think if you use it to justify or to um, avoid doing the actual work of writing the song, you know, of making the painting, yep. cleaning the brushes, you know, stretching the canvas, mm-hmm. uh, you know, exercising your muscles so that you can dance. I think if you, if you're not doing that, it really doesn't matter what your life is for. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you really did get deeply connected to what your life was for and what your purpose was, and you saw, you, you would then be, uh, I guess this is theoretical. Um, motivated or or uh um have enough at stake in the fulfillment of that which would matter to you to go find out a way to fulfill it and if it was real estate it was real estate if it wasn't real estate it wouldn't be real estate whatever but it wouldn't matter because you were actually taking the time to fulfill on what mattered to you um so i don't know about that original premise of 100 deals it's certainly easier but if you already had did 100 deals to to be engaged in this. Um, well, because I, the point is for you to try to figure out the real estate game of transactions, escrows, mm-hmm. all the things attached. If you don't, if you don't have that and you come into a conversation like this, this conversation can distract you from getting the, the, um, the um, competency to pull that off. And now you're, now you're trying, now you're, you're straddling the fence and you're trying to do two things it's, you know, it really is a one thing conversation. You're like, go get good at something. And so, or, or at least don't be distracted by the thing that you don't have answers for yet. If you are brand new to real estate and you didn't care, you, you just knew you were going to find answers for how to do the real estate transaction. But as you do that, you just are dialed in on how you're going to use your business to leverage social impact in the world. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Right. As long as you're not bringing all the extra questions into the conversation of your life's work, because those are different conversations. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. So that's, I mean, those are bridges you cross individually as you come to them, but the important part is to not avoid doing the confronting work, whichever the confronting work is. You know, I was, I always coach people to go down the path path of most resistance. Um, You know, if you're, if I'm resisting it, uh, there's, something there I'm avoiding. I mean, that's just how that, that's how I look at it. So, um, Hmm. you know, the builds, the, it builds the bigger muscles to go down the path of most resistance. Yeah. Um, but then we were, so we were just talking about that mumble phase, that, that willingness to, um, make mistakes. I, Chris, I totally hear you that there are definitely arenas in which you have so much at stake that the op, that the, uh, opportunity to try something unforeseen unknown something new non-existent yet you have so much at stake in the 
success or failure of it, that it would be take an enormous amount of courage to step out into that. And yeah, yeah. I, I I totally get that. I think that's yeah. I, I think that's true. I think that's valid. And I had no idea about you. I had no idea that that's the way you brought up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not something I share from the rooftops, but it in this moment it feels applicable and valid. And um, and I think there's a lot of us that have those kinds of experiences in life, whether it's the same as mine or not. But we have things that we that shaped us. We don't talk about them. And there is a, I think some of that stuff too is kind of there as um, fuel for uh, the vision of the of a world that we have, like. You know, like that I, I I think relationships are important and I think being a safe person for people is important. Some of that is influenced by, you know, how my experience with my dad. Do you know? Yeah. I don't I don't say that in my Facebook posts. I don't wear that as a badge. I just like, but it but was it instrumental? Hell yeah. Like that I chose to be someone rather I could have gone either way, I suppose, in that relationship. I could have chosen to fight. I'm a, I'm a sensitive soul and a, and a, I have a huge heart. And I, what I did was I chose to shrink as a, as a little kid, right? Mm -hmm. Like what felt safe to me in that moment. And either one would be a, would be an okay path. I, the path I chose was to shrink and be small and to watch and observe, to be safe. I've seen other people who I think I have, you know, I have four half brothers, like some of them went the other way. Their, Their reaction was to fight. Okay, cool. That's just fight or flight stuff. But, um, it equipped me growing up to be someone who was very sensitive to how people feel. I was very good at reading a room. I knew how to fit in places. It, it's really served me. And now as I think about my important work in life, the work of building, creating communities and, and nurturing, incubating people's vision for a different experience, something else, their true North. Um, a lot of the, the space I hold is possible because of how those moments shaped me, you know, like, but that's good. Anyway. Yeah. I guess I bring that up. It's important to me because I think sometimes we think, Oh, going out and doing, you know, following my true North means I'm going to have to be something completely different. And I don't, I don't know that's true. I think our life prepares us for our work, you know, and, and you mumbling through this idea of a better world or a world that behaves a certain way that is different than the way it behaves now um, life has already equipped you for that. And it's yep. not as big a jump as you think if you just mumble through it. Yeah, if you're, it's, it's great. If you're willing to, it's like, uh, you know, and I, uh, a, a lot of artists have this experience of not being there when the art is being made. Mm. You know, I mean, I remember reading an article about Dylan Um mm commenting on in like a rolling stone when he rhymed uh didn't you with kidding you hmm. and uh it just like he had it on it blew his mind he was like where did that how like huh. it he wasn't, wasn't present to that like he wasn't like there he was just all of a sudden it was there on the page and his wow. he considers his work to get out of the way and that's not a unique to bob dylan that's a hmm. very common you wow. know that's the that's the um hmm. Mike you know David is already in the stone hmm. phenomenon. It's already there. You're just getting out of the way all the stuff hmm. that's not consistent with it. That's and nice. so the mumble phase in that particular respect is hmm. coming at it like you're 
expressing something that, you know, like you said, if you're willing to mumble through it, are you willing to see what wants to show up? Yeah. You know, are you willing to see what the crayon wants to draw, you know, and then get out of the way? And, you know, so you're and everything in your life is either set you up to manage that, like to to fulfill on that, to forward that or the things that have happened to you are in the way of that happening, which you yeah. now now what's called for is building the strength to get out of the way in that way, in that particular way. Mm-hmm. Um but you're building the strength to get out of the way what's in the way mm, right will deliver what you're committed to be delivered in the world that's what so it, it is equally set you up it's just you're not required to repeat or it, it's just it's you know if you do the work yeah to let what wants to get expressed expressed your life has set you up to develop yourself in the perfect way I love that. It just makes it feel like a partnership. Like I think it can feel often very lonely, like, Oh, I got to carve out time. And now I got to go to my journal or like make something up that I don't even know what to make up. And it just can feel very lonely, but I love this. Just the the feeling it gives me of like this one of partnering with what, with what wants to show up. Like there's a getting out of the way and this other thing shows up. And I don't think we make, it's good. So I think we can begin to full circle this conversation, right? Yeah. You go yeah. back. I, I just saw the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that don't know, Chris and I are, do this with just a prompt. And there's always like a little, how do we get out of this? Um, <laughs> where's the exit in this room? How do we tie this off? How do we tie this up? Like, we could just leave it, but I do see the exit. Um, uh, you know, that thing, it, it's, I'm going to say it's rare, but I think it's even what's rarer than rare. You know, I mean, I just think it's not uh, virtually non-existent that people think about their careers in general and real estate in particular mm. as an artistic creation. Mm. I, I just, I, I don't. I don't. I, I, you know, I, I, it's not like, you know, there's a lot more creative uh, fields, you right. know, I, I went to art school and what, but the truth is as an entrepreneur, nothing's more creative than entrepreneurs or marketers, frankly, mm-hmm. you know, I, I hear Seth Godin ch- chiding me in my head about yeah. there's, if you're not creative, you're doing it wrong. I mean, this is, you know, you get to create, mm-hmm. literally create who you want to be in the eye and the mind of your clients mm-hmm. You're creating value. You're cre- you're creating value. You're not delivering value. You're creating value. You're creating who you are, and that's really very much what the, our work here is about: is the opportunity to encourage you, nurture, you know, fan those flames, build up those embers, and carve out the space for you to create, be at the source of, and responsible for creating hmm. your business as an expression of what you're up to. Yeah, of yeah. what your, matters to you. And uh, and I just think when we think artist and realtor, they don't go, there's no, it, it, it's like, why are we, why are you, I'm not an artist. I'm a, I sell houses, except that's the issue. Mm, right. You, you know? you, this might be for next week. So I, I want to wrap this where you, where you've so eloquently wrapped it. 
but we'll maybe we can tease next week with this. Like you said before we hit record that you could be in a game and not be playing, or you could yeah, play, right. you could be in a state of play and not actually have a game. Like that there is this, you know, you could be a real estate agent and not think you're creative, or you could be creative and not think of yourself. But there is this merging of worlds where it really takes you finding the context that gives this thing the meaning that you want it to have. And that's really kind of what we've been t- mumbling through Very in, good. in this conversation. All right. That's a great prompt for next week. Love it. Beautiful. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. If you want to learn more about the repurposed community, which is, look, this is, this is what we built it for. Yeah was for this, to hold space for the conversation you're entertaining about what is my life for. Um, you can go to repurpose.group forward slash invite. Um, on the, if you just go to forward, uh, repurpose.group, you'll also see when our next workshop is coming up, which is in a couple of weeks, and um, where we actually start to dig into what's true north. You know, what is the true north? That what would start to, what is, what is your, you know, purple crayon? You and Harold and the purple crayon, like what would you go draw, you know? So awesome. Aaron, good stuff today. Thanks, man. As always. I love you, man.